life like try to live the life right. The SEC is reportedly on the verge of agreeing to a 10-game conference-only schedule for football that will try to be played in the year 2020. So that's an interesting development. ACC headed the same direction. We'll get into that in the next segment. Jeff Carkins will be here a little at the 5 o'clock. But right now, he took over an NBA franchise that was projected to finish dead last in the Western Conference. As it is, he's got them positioned in eighth, and they are the favorite to finish there. That, in and of itself, makes him an obvious candidate for NBA Coach of the Year in his first season as an NBA head coach. It's Taylor Jenkins. Please make in the big interview. Award-winning writers, athletes, coaches, the biggest names in sports. It's the Gary Parish Show Big Interview. Presented by Fleming's Prime Steakhouse and Wine Bar. Using food and wine to create memorable times. Taylor, it's Gary. Uh, I appreciate your time. Thank you for being here. Gary, thank you so much for uh, having me today. Hope everyone's doing well back in Memphis. So happy to uh, have a great conversation with you. Yeah, we're holding it together as as best we can. The big news today from your team, Tyus Jones, going to be reevaluated in a week. Uh, looking at the schedule, looks like that means he misses at least three games. It's described as knee soreness after he played 17 minutes just yesterday. Do we know what happened? Yeah, just I think it's. Uh, a thing that kind of popped up um, at the end of the game, you know, it's a little kind of soreness uh, as, as reported. And, um, you know, we're just working on getting some further evaluation where we felt like, you know, we wanted to give it some good appropriate time before we have a better grasp on what's going on. Uh, but just general soreness right now, his spirits are good. Um, obviously, unfortunate timing, um, you know, to have another injury, you know, as we're trying to restart our season. But he's in good spirits, and, you know, we're hopeful that in the next week or so uh, we're going to get some more positive news and have a better feel for when he can return to the court. Yeah, from the moment you enter the bubble, you've now lost two guys who were expected to be in your rotation. And it's one thing to lose justice when you lose him because you can use those scrimmages to prepare for what that looks like. You don't have any more scrimmages. It starts counting on Friday afternoon, and you don't have anything left to – to try to experiment with how you're going to play without your primary backup point guard. Um, how many meetings will you have over that today, tomorrow, in advance of, of Friday's game against the Blazers? Yeah, I mean, the, the timing's uh, obviously tough. Um, but, you know, we've got a resilient group. Uh, we're confident in our depth, our ability just to continue, no matter who we put out there, um, to play Grizzlies basketball at a high level. Uh, but it's unique, you know, obviously two guys that, you know, were going to be in our rotation and, and pivotal members of, of our rotation, um, you know, it's tough. It's, it's it's the classic next man up mentality, but that's what we've done all season long. Um, you know, we met as a staff uh, when we got the news that he was going to be out for at least a week, uh, started kind of brainstorming what that would look like. You know, it's kind of by committee, that backup point guard role. Fortunately, we've surrounded our team uh, with a bunch of playmakers, um, you know, Kyle Anderson, you know, a, a point guard for his own entire life. Um, you know, even though he's in a six, nine body, he and I had a good conversation today about, you know, the new opportunity there and, um, you know, how we may have a, a few little different sub patterns uh, throughout the game, but, you know, trying to put as many ball handlers out there uh, and hopefully we just play our, our uh, Grizzlies basketball at tempo where we're out and going. Um, it's not always just the point guard that has to lead the break. It can be our bigs, it can be our wings, it can be our point guards. And we're just getting up and playing in great, you know, transition fashion. But uh, obviously, you know, we have to be very mindful of, you know, when we're having to execute in the half court or out of bounds situations, you know, key moments, you know, uh, of games, of course. Um, you know, confidence in Kyle to make plays, you know, DeAnthony Melton, 
um, who's gotten some exposure with the point guard with us. Just, you know, even though a small amount of time, I've had a good conversation with him, and, you know, he, he's ready for the challenge. I think everyone is. And uh, tough lows for sure, um, and not having Tyus right now, and obviously Justice, but, uh, you know, just relying on our depth, knowing that we're going to go out there and compete. we got playmakers all over the floor. And it's a great challenge. Coaches, you know, we can't do all in the past. We've got to just move forward and get ready for Friday. I am talking to Taylor Jenkins, head coach of the Memphis Grizzlies. The first game of the season continuing is Friday against the Blazers. You can hear it here on 92.9 FM ESPN. I asked you about it earlier on the Zoom call. And by the way, on behalf of the media, um, I, I can't thank you guys enough for continuing to do those consistently. They're they're really helpful. I know they're it's weird for you and it's weird for us, but – um, you know, they are beneficial. And so th- thank you for, for, for being there as often as you've been there over the past few weeks. But um, I, I mentioned, like, uh, people want John Morant to play more minutes anyway, given how important these games are. Could you see an enhanced workload for John Morant? And I know you're going to be careful. It's nonsensical to throw all of the strategy you use throughout his normal rookie season out the window at this point. But – Given the importance of these games uh, starting Friday, could we see Jaws minutes go up a little bit based on Tyus Jones not being available? Yeah, well, Gary, I'll, I'll first start off. Uh, I love having the conversations. I'm happy to do it every single day. So uh, even though it's unique, our, our media availabilities these days, which we were doing it all in person, uh, but it's great. It, it, it's it, it's uh, something I enjoy over the course of the season, talking high praises about our team and what we've accomplished so far and um, you know, the relationships we're building, uh, you know, you and me and, and the entire uh, community. So, um, you know, so glad that we're actually able to do it. You know, I'm glad we're able to still have that access as, as uh, unique as it is. And, you know, as it, were, as it relates to Ja, I mean, I, I mentioned it earlier, you know, he, he's built for big-time moments. I mean, he's so dialed in right now. Um, you know, our, enti- our entire team is. I mean, obviously recognizes uh, everyone recognizes, you know, when you've got two of your, your teammates, you know, that play significant roles out, um, there's naturally going to be, you know, more responsibility sh- shed throughout the entire roster. And, you know, in Jaws' case, you know, we've had these conversations since the moment we drafted him about what this rookie season, you know, you alluded to that, what this would look like for him. And now with a four-month gap in between, you know, that, that makes it even more pivotal <clears throat> to stay true to what we believe is is a great rookie campaign for him and understand what that workload is. I mean, this is a pivotal year for us, pivotal moment right now. Um, you know, we're in a great position to make the playoffs, and we're also thinking big picture too. But all the training that's gone in, all the preparation, all the performance work, all of, you know, the, the programs built around, you know, Jaws' rookie season on and off the floor with our performance team has set him up to play more minutes. Um, these have been dialogues all season long, but even over the break, you know, uh, like all of our players, especially Ja, you know, you talk about what he's done to his body to continue to enhance the strength, um, not lose any of the athleticism, um, the, the cardio work he's put in over the break, and then just how he's attacking the training right now in Orlando. It just continues to give more confidence in us as a team um, and as a staff to make sure that we're, we're putting out as many minutes as possible that are the right minutes uh, for him to help us win a lot of ball games and um, you know just a lot of credit goes to jaw to our performance team to make sure that this is something um, that that's smart but also you know the the right amount of aggression too because we know these are pivotal moments and uh, what you know no better way than to you know get him out there playing uh, uh, high stakes games in, in high minutes one of the stories of the scrimmages <clears throat> I think is uh, Kyle Anderson he is uh, consistently made shots from the perimeter and I I uh, heard uh, Chris Harrington from the Daily Memphian speculate earlier today that 
it might just be a, a result of him feeling better after four months off physically than he's felt in a long, long time. Is, is there any truth to that, that um, the improved shooting from Kyle is, is a result of um, he had some time off to, 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 to get his shoulder where he wants it to be, and now he's, he's, he's feeling better than he's felt in a long time and shooting better than he's shot in a long time. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. <clears throat> Excuse me. I definitely think the health is the number one thing. You know, coming off of uh, a shoulder surgery in the offseason and not having ample time to really work on your shot and, and, and spending so much time just to get your shoulder right, I mean, that can take its toll, you know, on your training habits, on, you know, uh, being confident in your shot, confident in your game. And I think the break was a great time for Kyle to just reflect on, let me continue to work on my body. And he was diligent about that over the, the entire season. Um, but those are tough injuries to overcome and, you know, get back on track right away. It takes time. Um, and, you know, he pushed through, had a great, you know, first start to the season, worked his way back in. Um, but then having that break, he spent so much time working on his body with a program that we kind of laid out with him. Uh, when he was back home, and then, you know, he spent so much time working on his shot, just like he had done during the season when we were all together. Uh, but now that he's felt healthy, I think that gave him just a renewed confidence, um, you know, in his mind, um, and <clears throat> the, the, just his body in general, you know, what his body could do. Um, and you just see it right now. I mean, it's unbelievable, the confidence that he's playing with. The shot's the one thing that stands out. Uh, but the way he's moving, you know, I've also talked to him a little bit about you just – Everyone calls him slow-mo. This is like the faster version of slow-mo right now. I mean, he's getting out, playing with great pace, uh, mixing in slow-mo moments here and there, letting it fly, quicker decisions. Um, you know, and, and I think it's just a credit, just the time he's put in. It's been, it's been a road. It's been a, it's a challenging road coming off of that injury, uh, but it's paying dividends right now. And, I mean, he's going to be so huge for us with this restart uh, in so many ways, even before these injuries and now even more so, but I think he's built for it, and he's in a, such a great place physically and mentally to make it happen. I'm talking to Grizzlies head coach Taylor Jenkins here on 92.9 FM ESPN. Uh, three scrimmages, Jaron Jackson Jr. fouled out of two of them. Um, obviously that's concerning because he's wildly important to what you're trying to do. Um, when you watch his minutes and how that happened, what do you see? Yeah, I mean, you're absolutely right. I mean, JJ's so important to, you know, what we've always done and what we will continue to do. And, um, you know, unfortunate, you know, uh, as we're all kind of getting back into our groove and game routines and game speeds and whatnot, um, I know the officials are too. It, it, you go back and you look at some of the fouls, you know, it's a combination of some that are just poor, you know, poor timing, just, you know, wrong place at the wrong time and uh, 50-50 calls here and there. Uh, but the ones that, you know, obviously he and I have had great dialogue. I think he's in a great place, you know, spear-wise. He understands where he can get better, you know, some of the techniques and just readiness. Um, but he's been so locked in from the get-go, you know, spirit, so much energy right now. Um, it's just kind of just, you know, regaining that focus on the floor because um, he's crucial to what we do on both ends of the floor, not just defensively, obviously offensively as well. Um, but I think he's in a good place. He's really studied his film and gotten a better feel for where he can be a little bit better technique-wise, maybe a little bit more disciplined. And even beyond J.J., I mean, J.J. is obviously the one, you know, the conversation comes up a lot. But even as a team, you know, even just in three games, we would rank dead last in fouling and, and free throws given up. So our entire team has a lot of work to do. It's one area that we've addressed a lot with the guys because if we can be really good without fouling, get out in transition, more free throws means slower pace for us. That goes against what we're really strong at. So I think the guys are dialed in and uh, getting more comfortable. 
and uh, we'll just be a little bit more ready and a little bit more disciplined to uh, kick it off on Friday. I'm wrapping up here with Taylor Jenkins, head coach of the Memphis Grizzlies. Last thing before I let you go, um, how is life in the bubble? I, like, I know you guys got it good, and, but like, it's not a normal way to live, and you've got a family. Like, uh, how are things going on a personal level uh, with you and, and your players and your, your fellow staff members? Are, are, are you, you know, how's it going down there? Yeah, I mean, Gary, it's uh, it's good, it's comfortable, it's safe, it's different. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's all those things it's across the spectrum. I mean, I would say the first couple of days, you know, it's kind of the quarantine, you know, new way of life. Uh, you're kind of struggling, grappling with that within your head. Uh, but then you get back to basketball, and I think everything kind of starts settling in. But, you know, you can't wait to play someone else. So, you know, you get two weeks in, you know, it gets a little kind of stale, um, you can't wait to play other teams. Luckily, we had this great, you know, three-game scrimmage schedule, um, and that just kind of kicks off what we have ahead of us with eight seeding games and a push for the playoffs. But, you know, one thing that we said on the outset was not just how we're going to work. You know, we're not in our facilities. Our, our training schedules are different every single day. But this was all communicated on the front end um, by the league and, and allowed us to really prepare and make sure we had the best plan possible for our guys. And then the next piece is how are we going to you know, live um, obviously, the number one priority is being healthy and being safe, and I think the NBA has done an unbelievable job uh, putting these protocols in. Everyone's taking it seriously. It's not just the daily testing and the signage everywhere. It's everyone's embracing this pivotal moment uh, to bring basketball back uh, for so many reasons. Basketball, uh, the platform you know, to acknowledge you know, the need for change with racial injustices across our country. Everyone wants to make this happen. So it's, it's washing our hands and then hygiene, the, uh, wearing our masks. It's a new way of life. That's why it's different. Um, but, you know, we all miss our families. We miss our friends. We, we miss being back home. We miss being in front of our fans, of course. Uh, but, you know, we're sticking together. We're all in this boat together out here. And I think everyone's doing a really good job rallying and creating new opportunities, whether it's breaking bread and grabbing meals, going on the boats, playing golf, going to the bowling alley, playing cards at the table, hanging by the pool. We're just finding a new lifestyle out here, knowing basketball is important, but we've got to have that great, healthy lifestyle, knowing that we're in a safe bubble, uh, let's have that great work-life balance, and I think our guys are still into a good group and uh, groove. Excuse me. I mean, we've got a, a, such a tight-knit group. I think it's been an easy transition. So thankful that basketball's on the horizon here. That's just going to reinvigorate everyone, and I hope it does the same thing back in Memphis for everyone too. That is Taylor Jenkins, head coach of the Memphis Grizzlies. The season will resume Friday at three o'clock. Grizzlies Blazers. You'll be able to listen to it right here on 92.9 FM ESPN. Taylor, it's uh, awesome to hear you're doing well. Appreciate you being here. Good luck on good luck on Friday. Uh, we'll be listening and, and watching, and and obviously rooting for good things. Thank you so much, Gary. All the best to you, and look forward to talking to you soon. All right, take care, buddy. That's Taylor Jenkins, head coach of the Memphis Grizzlies, here on ninety two nine FM ESPN.